Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz. Since 2012, Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance and I have been airing inspiring, insightful conversations with all kinds of change agents who are raising the vibration on our planet. It's the intention of our show to explore possibilities and shift perspectives in holistic, spiritual ways. You'll hear how various industry experts discover and share their deepest passions to make a bigger difference in the world. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And do me a favor, please come back and rate the show so that new people can find us. We'll introduce our next guest in just a moment. Have you ever gone to a social media seminar and you have the online experts telling you, get a blog, get a website, get on social media, all this other stuff. By the time you're done with that seminar, that online expert is very good at frying your brain. The funny part is, you come back home, you get in front of the computer, and you're lost. Hi, I am Mario with Tech Life Balance. I see this all the time. You spend so much money and still don't know what is going on with your online presence. And you know, you probably don't need all of that. Let me go ahead and translate Geek to English for you and show you what you really need because you don't need it all. You probably only need a few components. You have a great message out there and I would like to hear it, and I definitely want to help you put it out there. I am Mario Rosales with TechLifeBalance.net. I produce this podcast because I love distributing messages. Let me help you distribute your message. Hi, it's your host, Cheryl Sitz. And when I'm not doing this podcast, I really enjoy coaching you on how you can have the life you really want. As creators of our own reality, there's a lot of ways that we can block ourselves, hold ourselves back, or just not get really clear on what it is we want. Once we do that, there is no stopping us. I'd love to help you do that. Get in touch with me at CherylSits.com. All right. Today, we're going to have some fun on the show. I, it's the second week in a row I get to interview a friend, and those are always really special for me. And this person and I became friends when I worked at REI doing their outreach stuff. Michelle Mundy and her family would get so involved in our events. They were great outdoors people. We had a lot of fun together. And we've stayed in touch via social media, like many of us do in today's world. Only what I saw her do just floored me. She and her husband and family of five, they got sick of the rat race. They decided to sell everything and chase their dream of a world schooling education for their kids and a simpler life for themselves. And I couldn't help but have a front row seat for that because that's there's a lot of people wanting to do that right now. So they've been traveling throughout South America for about nine months. And I've been following their adventures on her blog, which is katawample.blog. And Katawampel, of course, I had to look it up. And it's something about being passionate and pursuing a vague destination. And i that's just awesome. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks for having me on, Cheryl. Well, thank you. And I'm so excited that we were able to get internet connectivity to Peru, my one of my favorite places in the world where you guys are at right now. Sounds like we've got a good connection. Yeah, hopefully it'll last. Awesome. Well, I don't know where to jump into this at, except I think you guys are living something a lot of other people are wishing they could live. And so I would love for you to just kind of tell me when that went from being a crazy idea to something that you guys actually said, okay, we're doing this. How did that go? Um, Let's think. Uh, Well, you know, it started a long, long time ago. Uh, We lived in Mexico for a while and my oldest son was actually born there. We always talked about you know, living, having our kids become world travelers and learning through the world. 
But then we moved back to the States and we started our, you know, the American dream, I suppose. Yeah. And we worked and, you know, got into all that. And so that we kind of got sidetracked. And then about two years ago, we took a long trip to Mexico. Uh, we were there a month and we had just recently bought a house, a nice bigger house, you know, with the pool and the suburbs and all of that. And uh, as soon as I came back from that trip, I said, we've got to do it. We've got to leave. We have to go now. And my husband said, are you, are you serious? We just bought this house. And I said, yeah, I this is not the life we wanted. And that's when we, we started to really make our plans to, to get on this trip. So it took us about a year to sell the house. And then we just sold it all and left. That's incredible. I'm going through downsizing right now in my own house. It seems to come in waves. This is a big wave that I'm feeling. So I don't even know what my future is holding for me. But I've talked to so many people that are getting rid of stuff. It's like we went through this whole phase of I want stuff, stuff, stuff. And now we're all going, I don't need all this stuff. <laughs> so that's really freeing in of itself. How did you guys pick like, I guess, what was your biggest question at first? Was it around how it was going to work for the five of you to travel or where you were going to go first? What were your biggest questions to resolve? Oh, there were so many questions, really. I mean, uh, it comes down to money. What are we going to keep? Uh, what are we going to sell? Where are we going to put our stuff? Um, uh, how do we, how do we travel as a family? You know, where are we going to go by by bus, by plane, by car, by you know what? How are we going to do it? So we had so many questions at the beginning, and it were, they were just questions that we've been answering little by little as they've come up. You know, we're trying not to sweat it all because if you come up with all those questions and all at the same time. Then you just get overwhelmed and say, oh, you know what? This isn't possible. We can never do it. <laughs> yeah. So we just had to take things one thing at a time, one step at a time. Well, you talked about the elephant in the room. So let's go there. The biggest question most people would say is money. That is the number one reason people say they don't travel. It's the number one reason people have for a lot of things. I mean, I think money is our big go-to excuse. And yet what I've noticed for myself is once I decide to do something, I find a way. It's like it first has to come that commitment. Was that how it worked for you? What did you guys decide about the money question? So yeah, that's, uh, you know, again, it's like step by step. So the first thing was, well, that was clear. We needed to get out of debt. Uh, you talked about downsizing and yeah, you downsize your things, but you also downsize your, your monetary needs as well. You know, you need to start living smaller all around. Right. And so that's what we started doing. We started living smaller all around and we've got rid of all of our debt. Uh, except for the house. And uh, once we sold the house, then we just, you know, we had some money uh, stashed aside. We were able to save after uh, after downsizing our, our life a bit. We were able to save up some money and as well as the equity that we had in our home. And that was a nice, good cushion of, okay, this is how much money we have. Now, what can we do with it? You know, how can we live on it? How can we, well, not spend it all? Um, and And what can we do from there? And so that was, you know, kind of the first couple steps. And then after that, it's, it's learning to make money uh, while traveling or, you know, finding an in, a location independent income. So that's what I'm still figuring out, you know, <laughs> and I think <laughs> that takes some time. It didn't, it didn't happen all, all at once and it's still happening gradually over time. Right. So I'm, uh, now I'm working uh, as a VA and as a uh, freelance writer. Now, VA is like a virtual assistant, so right. I can be a, you know, someone's uh, assistant and help them grow their business any from anywhere in the world. 
That's perfect. I was going to say, as long as you have an internet connection, right? Then there's all these exactly. possibilities online that can help you. Well, and your husband was an outdoor recreation guide, right? So he can kind of pick some of that up too along the way? Yeah, he's worked in tourism. So, um, you know, going to kind of touristy places, uh, he's been able to pick up some tourism jobs here and there. That's great. So what about the kids? Tell me about where the kids were at with this idea when it was first just an idea. Were they like, you know, and you're telling them, oh, less money, less is more. We're not going to have all those cool things that all the other kids have. Were they okay with that? Were they on board with it? Or was that a bit of a journey too? That's definitely a journey as well. Um, You know, you see your kids kind of see you, uh, especially as we were downsizing our house, getting rid of their toys little by little. You know, everything becomes their favorite when you're getting rid of it. Uh, so that, that's definitely been a journey. We've never been one for, uh, buying lots and lots of stuff, but even so we still had so, so much. Yeah. Um, and, and that's definitely been, uh, a journey in itself. So yeah, the kids have gotten used to that, but you know, nowadays it's so cool to see yesterday. I bought them a pack of markers (laughs) and they were just so excited. They've been using the markers constantly. And it's like, you know, back home, I don't think they would have noticed a new pack of markers. Right. And now they have such appreciation for the little things. Well, and probably seeing the way children live in other parts of the world has been an eye opener for them as well, I would guess. Um, you know, you think that it would, and it, it does kind of, but I don't know if it's their ages or if they're just still so self-involved at the ages that they're at. Right. Um, I'm not sure that they appreciate it as much as I would like them to. (laughs) Yeah. But they've definitely seen, I mean, I, we've showed them, you know, you guys each have a backpack of toys and that is a lot more than some of the kids that we've encountered. Right. Yeah. So how are you living? Like, I know when you got to Peru, you said, I, I, if I remember your postings and my ears really perked up in Peru because of course I, I love Peru and I hope to live there again one day myself. So I noticed you were saying, you know, we know the things that are important to us. We need a good internet connection. We need uh, whatever it was that was important to you. So how do you go about finding places as you get to these places? Do you just meet people in word of mouth or the internet? Well, when we originally get to a place, we look uh, through Airbnb. Airbnb has been a fantastic resource for us for finding uh, places to stay. It's much better than staying in a hotel, especially for a family. Um, so we'll find a place on Airbnb and maybe book it for a couple weeks or a month. And then from there, it, we have a better feel of the location and we can meet people and then, you know, find a long-term stay like that. And transportation, how are you doing that? Just whatever the locals do? Yeah, whatever the locals do, which has been pretty much bus the whole time that we've uh, been traveling. We've just been using the local buses or taxi service here in uh, the Sacred Valley. Uh, they use the the uh, moto taxis, which is are the like little rickshaw taxis. <laughs> yes, so, I remember yeah, those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the boys even move around independently in the little town we're in. They can walk just about everywhere, and uh, they take the local little mini buses to school. So they are going to school in different places that you go to. Well, they've only gone to school here in Peru. Uh, we we usually homeschool or world school our kids, but we found a fantastic alternative school here, 
and we were able to enroll the boys uh, just in, on a temporary basis. So they're here for about four months attending a school. Wow, and I bet their Spanish and English are both really strong. Well, plus, I mean, you all use both anyway, don't you? Or were they mostly yeah. English? We mostly use English at home, but my husband's Mexican, so the boys have always heard Spanish growing up. He always has spoken to them in Spanish, but they usually answer in English. And so this traveling opportunity has really given them uh, a fantastic opportunity to better their Spanish skills. And now that they're in school, it's just amazing to watch their language skills grow and blossom. This is so cool. So what happened back home? Did you literally sell everything or do you have like a storage unit that you that's like a little beacon that you can go, okay, some of our stuff is still over here. Are you living just off what you're carrying? How's that working? So we have seven backpacks with us with, you know, all the stuff that we've had for the past nine months. Um, and then at home, we have a small, 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 small storage unit. It's a five by five by six. Okay. Wow. So you can get the <laughs> idea of the volume of that. So little tiny storage unit. And then uh, I left some files and things like that with my parents. Um, but yeah, that's it. Wow. So I'm going to play with you with a couple of questions here. What was, uh, what is the thing that you have missed the most? If you had to pick one thing that you let go that you're like, Oh, I still really miss that. Food. (laughs) American (laughs) food or (laughs) Mexican food, my Mexican food, Tex-Mex, you know, we constantly reminisce about our favorite restaurants or meals that we've had back home. So we, we have a, a running list of all the places that we're going to uh, visit whenever we get home. I bet. I'll bet. Well, and from what I remember down there, there like to go to the markets, I didn't know until this last trip there when we went touring through Sacred Valley that all the different kinds of potatoes that come out of Peru and just a lot of different produce. They have a ton of variety of produce, but then it would be, of course, fixing it and how you want to fix it. And I'm guessing that you're kind of limited on the spices or do you buy all of that when you get where you are? We buy everything when we get where we are pretty much. I mean, when we were traveling a little more quickly, when we were moving every couple weeks, I would I would keep some spices with me and uh, coffee and tea and I, they would travel with me. But here in the valley, we do have a fabulous an assortment of fresh fruits and vegetables and uh, and spices as well. It's been fun to try and you know figure out what these spices are because <laughs> half the time I'm just buying random stuff and they'll tell me what they're <laughs> called. But you know the names of things in Spanish vary through different countries, so it may be the one name in one country and one name in another. So sometimes I have no idea what I'm buying, but hey, <laughs> we better try it out, right? So definitely an adventurous spirit in every sense from where you're going to lay your head down to what you're going to put in your mouth to where they're going to, where the kids are going to get their education, what you're going to be doing for work. It's, it's kind of all up in the air, isn't it? It really is. And I found that, you know, just kind of letting go of my, my status quo, my, you know, that stability has been so freeing. It's just been amazing to, to let it all go and just, go where the spirit takes us. And with so many people having a lot of fear around that, what would you say to them if fear is stopping them from taking this chance, taking this leap, but they feel it in their heart? What would you say to them? Uh, Fear is such a big deal. Uh, (laughs) You just have to throw it aside. You know, I have a lot of family members at home that 
were so fearful of what we were doing and where we were going. But, you know, once you get out of that, that mindset, out of that paradigm, uh, and you step out of the box, then everything looks different. You have to just step out of the box and just look around and it, you get a completely different perspective on the world. It's so interesting to me right now to watch the, the news that I see through social media and things like that about the United States. And I can tell you that is the scary place. If you're looking (laughs) from from an outside perspective, you might say, Oh my gosh, why would anyone ever want to travel there? That place is crazy. There's a bunch of people running around with guns all the time and terrorists. (laughs) And you know, you you just, you have no idea. So we're kind of trapped in our, in our, in our little tiny mindset and you just have to, you have to break free of that. And once you do, it's just so enlightening. I completely agree with you. And it's true. I have friends in other parts of the world and they're thinking, you know, don't worry about us. What are you guys doing over there? Like, are you even okay? Uh, The way that we look to the rest of the world, you're right, is completely different. When you were just talking, I was guided back to a moment in this travel that I remember when fear kind of became a thing for you again. And this was not that long into your journey when suddenly you found yourself going one direction with the kids and your husband going somewhere else. And you were like, this is not what I had in mind. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was, uh, that was definitely, uh, that was eye opening too. You know, we've, we've learned so much. Um, so when we were in Ecuador, my husband got a fabulous opportunity to sail to Easter Island. And, you know, when an opportunity like that comes along, you don't say no, you know, and, you know, we may have said no a year ago, but with this new uh, enlightenment, we just knew that 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 wasn't a possibility. You know, sailing is his thing. It's his dream. So he had to follow it. We couldn't say no to that. So he went off on on his his deal and I was in Ecuador with our three kids. But, you know, Ecuador was a great place, and I knew it was a safe place. Uh, I didn't really have any worries about traveling. My only worry was after the fact when I realized, oh, wait, he just stepped onto a boat, and I'm not going to have any communication with the man for the next month. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea where he was or if he was okay or, you know, what they encountered. And in hindsight, that was definitely scary. But mm-hmm. we just kind of knew at the time that, you know what, it's going to work out. This is this was was the journey that we were supposed to take. Yeah, that's that's so out of many people's paradigm right there. <laughs> like, I know people that don't want to drive to another city within the same state without their spouse. Oh, well, I would never go on my own. You travel because I would do that for a while. I traveled on my own here and there. And and I had married women going, I could not imagine ever doing that. How do you do that? And so having three kids and when you said it was safe, that really caught my attention because there are people that think that where you are, there's no way you could be safe. So it's interesting how we all define safe. How did you know that you were safe and what does safe mean for you? That's a great question. Um, So we'd been in Ecuador, I want to say for about a month or two. No, how long were we there? I think we were over a month at that point. And we had traveled from the mountains to the beach and we, you know, we'd gone everywhere by bus. And what I had noticed on the bus is uh, the people that, you know, the bus driver and his helper would always see that we were foreign and knew that, 
that we might need an extra help on figuring out where our stop is or something. And they were so helpful. You know, I'd get on the bus and I'd say, hey, I'm going here. And they'd always let me know. And it's just, it was just so comforting to know that I can find help wherever I need it. You know, I just have to ask. And for me, that's the biggest thing is asking for help. Uh, I think that's been the hardest thing for me to learn to do is to ask for help. Because I think as Americans, we don't, we're always told, you know what, you got to do this on your own. You got to figure things out on your own. You got to be self-sufficient. But you can't be self-sufficient if you don't ask for help. So anyways, uh, I found that in Ecuador, the, the whole country was very friendly and and helpful. So I just knew that we would be okay traveling on our own. So You know, I've kind of found that everywhere I've gone. To, yeah. For the most part, we're all in this human condition together, but we have all these perceived differences. Our, we don't look the same. We don't speak the same language. We don't live in the same place. We don't have the same religious beliefs or political alignments or whatever. But everywhere I've ever gone, when I have been willing to ask for help, which is usually when I need it. Not when I don't, I don't think to do that either because you're right. Our culture isn't big on that, but when I'm willing to ask for help, people are always more than happy to help. So I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think that's an important thing, especially traveling or living this lifestyle that you're living. Yeah, it's been super important and it's been something that I've, I've just learned to do. I just got to open up and ask for help sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Well, you told us what you missed was the food. What is one thing that you thought you could never live without that you don't miss at all anymore? Hmm. That's tough. You know, we have so many creature comforts in the U.S. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, we have uh, air conditioning and heating and hot water everywhere. Oh, my gosh, the hot water. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I've in most of the world, people don't have air conditioning and heating. And it kind of is mind blowing, you know, for us as Americans to think seriously, how did they do that? But you know what, you just put on another sweater or, (laughs) uh, you know, wrap up in an extra blanket or night at night, and you're just fine. Or, you know, dance through a cool shower in the afternoon to cool down or swim more or get in the rivers or, (laughs) I mean, I did a lot of that when I was in Peru because it it does get hot there at certain times of the year. But, you know, there's always a way to cool down too. You're right about that. We are very spoiled here and we don't even think about it. Right. I know. It's just something that, something that we have, you know? So yeah, that's been something like, like that uh, has has been something that I, you know, you, you don't think you can live it out, but it's, it's easy. It really is. Well, and in place of a gym membership, I see the hiking you guys are doing. My goodness, you're at different ruins every day and up and down mountains and learning culture and learning the, the agricultural history of the place and the archaeological history of the place. It looks so interesting. Are the kids having fun learning all this stuff? Um, for the most part, you know, they, the way we see things and the way they see things are so completely different. So we're going, you know, to new ruins to learn about the Incas or, you know, the way of life. And my kids are over there petting the llama. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, what's been interesting for them may not be the most interesting for me, but you know, we meet new farm animals, my God, like every single day. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, But they, they've encountered a lot of, really cool stuff for them. Um, not again, not necessarily what I think they should be interested in, but Hey, we all have our different interests, right? 
Well, and I love how you just said that you're all having something fun. So you go to this place and each of you has your child or your inner child playing with something different. And that's what's so marvelous that we seem to have become detached with by moving indoors into these climate controlled boxes that we spend most of our lives in, whether that's our home or our office, we're forgetting to connect with, with what is out there on the planet. You're totally right. Uh, you know, I've, I finally realized that I do best when I'm outside. I and I don't know why it's taken me almost 40 <laughs> years to figure this out. But seriously, if I don't go outside and I don't immerse myself in nature every day, I get out of sorts. Um, I've realized on this trip that, that I really need to be in nature. So that's been quite eye-opening for me. And as an added benefit, I've been able to, you know, all this hiking has given me uh, – I've lost so much weight and now I'm in a uh, great physical shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your health is loving you for this. Exactly. So what's next? You guys are going to spend a little more time in Peru, right? Uh, we're going to be here till July. We'll be here till July when that's the end of the semester at the boys school. So uh, yeah, that, that's what we're, we're doing. And we're contemplating a trip back to the U.S., so we, but if we go, we're going to go head over to the West coast this time. <laughs> we did a little trip over to the East coast. And of course we know Texas really well, but I've never been out West and neither has Israel. So we may take a trip out West. How fun. So how do you come up with what's next? Are you planning on like taking this over the pond as they say, and going through Europe or is this mostly the Americas or how do you even know? Oh, I, you know, I have so many places now on my wish list. It's so funny because you make these places. I'm, I'm constantly making lists <laughs> and I have, you know, all these places we need to go. And you think as you're traveling, you're marking off these places. Well, the truth is, is as I'm traveling, I just keep adding more places. <laughs> <laughs> so my list is not getting shorter. It's just getting longer. Yeah. The truth is we'd love to go to Europe. We'd love to do uh, Asia. And my boys are all interested in Japan. Um, I'd love to do I Iceland. Uh, you know, you just you never know where to go next. And that's the hardest thing is choosing what's next. Is this for a limited no, uh, period of time and then you're going to settle down again? Or is this an indefinite cottawample or what, <laughs> what? What is the plan? Is there one? Yeah, exactly. Is there one? That's a great question. Um, the truth is, is we're doing great without a plan. Um, everyone's always asking me, what's your plan? What's your plan? If only you had a plan. <laughs> I kind of like not having a plan. So, um, you know, I think we'll probably spend some time in the U.S. Uh, making some money. Uh, Israel's really interested in sailing. So a uh, boat may be in our future. Um and, you know, by boat, you can travel all kinds of places, can't you? Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to say a plan. Um, definitely probably for the next year, we'll, we'll stay in the U.S. And then after that, the, the world is open to us. That's wonderful. What kinds of advice do you find yourself being asked for most often or giving out most often to people who are intrigued by what you're doing and want to know more? Um, it's always usually about money or education. Yeah. And those are the, the two big things. Um, for us, the education part, that's a tough part to wrap your head around. And it's taken years of kind of de-schooling on my part 
to get to where I am today. Um, so my oldest has, uh, went to school through the third grade. And then once we started homeschooling, my, I, my mind opened uh, a little more each year, a little bit more to, uh, realizing how, uh, our schooling affects how we treat our kids and just our whole lives in general. So anyways, um, yeah, education and money are the big, big questions people ask me. Are there some really good resources that you have that you can share through your blogs and things around the homeschooling piece for people that are trying to get started on that, or maybe they're finding it challenging and they need to refine it a little bit, some things that you found? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many different resources out there for alternative education and homeschooling and world schooling. It, I could really make a huge list. Of, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, because I've really devoted a lot of the past few years of my life to to learning about uh, education and schooling. So, um, yeah, I could make a blog post about it even. You're right. Wonderful. I I know several people personally that would find that interesting, especially because there's so much information out there. You've spent quite a bit of time sifting through to find the cream of the crop. So saving someone else that labor would definitely be beneficial to people and maybe even as part of your virtual assistance would be talking with moms via Skype or something that would like to know more about homeschooling their children, because you've obviously got this dialed in your, your children are at what ages and grade levels now? Uh, I've got a 14 year old, a seven year old and a four year old. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So it's all over the place, but. (laughs) So you've really had to learn Uh, this to try and keep up with a teenager and a grade schooler and one that's just coming in. That's quite a spectrum to cover as one mom. Yeah, we're all over the place. But, (laughs) you know, it's all we're all learning all the time. So, (laughs) yes. So what is your favorite thing about this lifestyle? Do you have a favorite thing? Is it not having a plan? You seemed pretty crazy about that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I do. I I'm it's funny because I'm uh, inherently I am a planner, but to be able to let go has been wonderful. But I think my favorite thing that I've enjoyed is just exploring new possibilities, new places, new, you know, I always want to see what's beyond, what's, what's over beyond that next hill, what is around the corner. Uh, I'm constantly wanting to explore. Yeah. And you're living such a great life to do that. Yeah, we're truly lucky. I, I'm just feeling into what that would be like. And you must literally just jump out of bed every morning. Like it's a new day and where in the world are we now? <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're so lucky, especially here in the Sacred Valley, to um, have been here for such a long period of time. Uh, we'll be here about six months total. And I, I just don't understand how people could come here and only spend one week or two weeks. <laughs> There's so much to do. It's it's just incredible, all the, the places to go and the new things to to explore and, and check out. It's, it's really exciting. Yes. That's exactly why I want to move there because there's no way I can go there enough times to see, uh, to make a dent in what all I want to see there. Every time I go, I only fall in love more with all the seen and many, many unseen things there are to discover about the place. It's magical indeed. And I'm so excited that you guys are getting to do that. I love the boat idea that, that really frees you up to go anywhere in the world. Yeah, that's the idea. It's a, it's a, it's a home. It's a way to travel. Um, yeah. You no, know, it's all wrapped into one. 
that was my first word was boat. My dad was, we, I grew up on the waters. Uh, my earliest years were on the waters on the West Coast. And yeah, it's so tranquil to just go out there and let the ocean, well, unless there's a storm coming in, <laughs> to let the ocean kind of lull you to sleep at night. And it's, it's a very neat feeling. So I think you, you guys have just got some amazing times ahead of you. Are you going to continue the blogging then? Yeah, certainly. Even though we're going back to the U.S., it's still going to be an adventure for us because, like I said, we've never we've never been out west before. And as we saw when we traveled in the East Coast, even the mentalities, the culture out on the East Coast was completely different than what I was used to in Texas. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we can learn, the places we can go, and, and where we can explore on the West Coast. Fabulous. Well, we will follow your adventures. It's cottywomple.blog. And what about the virtual assistants? What kinds of work can you help people with that would like to connect with you to get some help and support you guys on your adventure? Um, I do all kinds of digital marketing, email marketing, social media marketing. Uh, I can help with scheduling and all kinds of administrative tasks. That's wonderful. So they can reach you how? How would you prefer for them to get in touch with you for that? Um, I don't have a website yet. I'm still working on it. You know, all this traveling, it's hard to focus on, (laughs) on the important things like building a website. Um, so the best way to contact me would be through my, uh, Facebook page, my Cotty Womple Consulting Facebook page. Perfect. So we will link to that on this as well. So people can find that and keep up with your travels through your blog and, what else can you tell us about this lifestyle that we might not think to even ask? What what else kind of comes through for you as being so exciting about it or unexpected? You know, the the biggest thing is is just get over yourself. Get over your fears, get over whatever your worries are. It will if you want it, you can make it happen. And we're living proof of that. We wanted something and we've made it happen. And yeah, there's been some issues come arise, you know, something always comes up. But we can just keep going. That's awesome. Such great advice. Thank you so much for being on our show. And I like to ask guests for parting thoughts. And I know that kind of sounded like one, but just taking a moment, what is something, a thought that you would really like to leave listeners with today about this entire shift in your life and where you're at now and where you guys are going as a family in this way of life? You know, just the world is open. The world is so open to you and you can really do anything that you you want. You don't have to just live in your, your small little bubble. You can just open up and if you do, the world will accept you. I'm just covered in goosebumps. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. I know your kids are coming home from school now and you've got the rest of your day ahead of you, but uh, just soak up Peru for me. And I hope that we have a chance to connect when you come back to the States, if you come through Texas at all. Certainly. I'd love to connect with you again, Cheryl. It's been too long. Yeah, it has. Would you like to be a guest on Exploring Possibilities? Drop me a note at info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.